Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Friday the 31st of July. It's the last day of the month and consequently a great deal of data has landed from Asia and Europe today. The last day of the month is always something of a pile-up as far as economic data is concerned. Still, the news continues to surprise far more often than it disappoints because most of the data we're getting at the moment uh, relates to June's results, where both regions were easing their lockdowns. Enjoy it now, because as the coronavirus begins to test out what it can do in its second wave, things are less likely to be good this time next month. Where to start? Uh, in Asia, a couple of things caught my eye. Firstly, there was reasonably good industrial news from both Japan and South Korea, and in both cases, the news is actually good enough to start working down the very high inventory to shipment ratios which have built up over the coronavirus months. In Japan, industrial production was up 2.7% on the month, but shipments rose 5.2%. So inventories fell 2.4% and the inventory to shipment ratio fell 7%. Basically, Japan's auto industry got back to work in June with production up 28.9% on the month. There's a similar story in South Korea where manufacturing output was up 7.4%, but shipments were up 8.4%. So inventories fell 1.4% and the inventory to turnover ratio fell 8.9%. That's progress all well and good, but there is still a long way to go. Japan's inventory to shipment ratio is still 26% above where it was this time last year. And South Korea's is still 7% above where it was. And of course, in South Korea's case, its inventory to turnover ratio has been climbing almost uninterruptedly since 2011. So coronavirus really only added to a problem which had already been building for years. In other words, there's still more work to do. And as that building down of inventories uh, is, is maintained, that puts pressure on expected production and also uh, for both South Korea and Japan, it also means pressure downwards on export prices. The other thing which needs watching in Asia is Hong Kong's budget deficit, which in June came in at an alarming 64.3 billion Hong Kong dollars. Revenues were down 33% year on year and were 0.9 standard deviations below trend, while spending basically doubled and was 4.1 standard deviations above trend. Now, the problem is that with the economy in steep contraction, it's going to be very difficult to raise revenues. In the 12 months of March, revenues were about 20.9% of GDP, and that will probably have come down to about 20.1% in the 12 months to June. You compare that with a 10-year average of 21.1%, and you can see the scope for raising revenues at this point is rather limited. Meanwhile, spending has risen to about 23.8% of GDP, which is up from a 10-year average of 18.4%. Right, either cuts will have to be made or the deficit, which is running at 3.8% of GDP in the 12 months to June, I think, that deficit's going to kick out dramatically. If we look at recent history, in 2002, 
That was Hong Kong's biggest deficit recently, and that came in at 6.2% of GDP. Quite frankly, it could easily top that this year. Needless to say, this is a problem Hong Kong really doesn't need right now on top of all its others. Over in Europe, uh, July's inflation results are heading upwards, uh, mainly thanks to the recovery in oil prices. Strangely, this recovery doesn't seem to have been factored into people's estimates. So the Eurozone rate of 1.2% for core inflation, the 0.8% year-on-year for France, Italy's 0.9% were all more inflationary than expected. Elsewhere, I need to mention the flash estimate for the Eurozone's second quarter GDP, which came in at minus 12.1% quarter-on-quarter, which annualises to a fall of an astonishing 40.3%. Wow! Worst hit so far? Spain down 18.5% quarter-on-quarter, France down 13.8%, Italy down 12.4%. Meanwhile, Germany, remember, was down only 10.1%. What can you say? These are results which almost make the US's second-quarter fall of 9.5% quarter-on-quarter look respectable. We have to face it, the hole which the world will now have to dig itself out of is deep indeed. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and I sincerely hope you did, please help spread the word about the bulletin, uh, perhaps by recommending it to your colleagues. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com.